a new beginning. Five will enter. One will be crowned. PWE's Wrestler of the Month. W.E. Crew, Dan O'Mac, Big Kaz, Jay Bird, Nick the Gooch, and your host, Brokowski. What up, 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 we are back. And we hope you guys are getting used to this stupid time change because this getting dark at 6 o'clock stuff sucks. I really hate that right now. But on a good note, we have a great episode lined up today. We have Eddie Dillon that's going to be coming on and joining us today to talk about his career and stuff outside of wrestling. And after our ad read, we're going to follow that up with Schwartzy and Randy West as we talk about this weekend's Flop House and Paradigm Show, Beer uh, Beer A Palooza. And that's going to be obviously a great show, but that'll be what we talk about later. For now, we got Eddie Dillon joining us. Eddie, how you doing today, man? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, dude, thanks for coming on. Uh, to start out, did you have anything going on over this past weekend? Were you at any sh- working any shows? Uh, this past weekend, I was at uh, Metro Pro during that uh, Battle Royal. And I did a little oh, lumberjack right, okay. spot too. That's where I was at. Okay, very nice, very nice. And I actually, Nick the Gooch was there this past uh, weekend. The rest of us weren't able to make it, but yeah, that's awesome. Uh, but the way we like to start off too is to get into your origin story. We like to find out how you actually found wrestling. Was it as a young child? Was it later in life? How did you come across it? TV, video games? I make. I came across it. On TV, when I was a you know young child, it was something my dad watched, and I got into it because, you know, he was into it. But once I started watching it and seeing the stories develop, I noticed that's what I wanted to do was tell that story, because I I connected with the performers, and with how I grew up, I didn't have a lot of connection with anybody like in my house or even at like school or whatnot. So that connection to them on the TV really drew me in. Now, was this the Attitude Era into the Ruthless Aggression Era or the Ruthless Aggression Era are we talking here? This, we're, we're talking Attitude Era. Near the, like, probably mid-Attitude into the Ruthless Aggression. And then once PG hit, I tuned out for a minute. <laughs> yeah, we all kind of did at that point. It was very disappointing for a minute there. But they're at least getting it back together now. Do you still watch now? SmackDown? I, 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 am, I am a terrible 
uh, wrestling fan. I actually don't watch as much as I should because I'm so busy doing, <laughs> like, going to shows and whatnot. But I now that my work has slowed down, my shoot job, I have been slowly catching up. You know, you said you connected really to the stories when you were watching wrestling. Was there any certain wrestler themselves that you connected to with their storyline going on at that time? Uh, during the Attitude Era, not so much. But um, I guess it'd be the dawn of the PG era. Like, whenever Punk was there and did the famous pipe bomb, that's what I remember most is that whole story. And he, he's my go-to guy as in that era of Punk, not what happened recently. <laughs> but uh, Punk was pretty much my go-to guy that I can remember. Yeah, we're all pretty bummed out what uh, <laughs> Punk's been up to lately. I'm, I'm definitely a Punk fan myself. Just recently, his AEW run, he should have just not even came back, honestly. I'm not no. going to lie. I hate to say it because I begged for it for years, you know? Yeah, it was too It was too long of him being out, and he just isn't connecting with today's style. Yeah, it was like opening up that present. You knew what it was It was going to be, that new PS5, and then you open it up, and it literally was just a bag of calls. Just like, <laughs> ooh, so much hype, and it didn't live up to anything. But yeah. no, no, I see he's back uh, commentating for uh, not UFC, but um, mixed Bellator? martial arts promotion right now. Is it Bellator? I'm not sure which one it is. Yeah, I, I can't remember what it was neither. It was one of them off-branded ones. He does the bare knuckle um, fighting league. Oh, bare knuckle. Isn't that the one that uh, Paige Van Zandt does now where she's still doing yeah, regular? I, I think she's just doing AW right now. Gotcha. But yeah, he does that bare knuckle um commentary i believe i believe that's the company he's with okay what was some of your favorite rivalries that cm punk had um the one that sticks out to me the most is the one with cena near the end where he was you know gonna leave with the title and they did the whole two title thing and that's that's mainly what i remember because my memory isn't all that great as it is like i remember watching but i don't remember key stories but one of my other than that, I loved everything that uh, Kurt Angle did on the comedic side. That ha that still pops me to this day. Yes, dude. I loved Kurt Angle and his comedic phase. You know, singing the Jimmy Crack Corn song with the little cowboy hat on. And off. Yes. <clears throat> Not to mention, he was just, his in-ring work was phenomenal. He called on so quick. Uh, who is uh, any other of your favorites other than Kurt Angle and CM Punk? Uh, I guess my other favorites would probably be Jericho, only because he not only has he just transcended everything, but he reinvents himself and he's big on not doing the nostalgic thing. Like he mm -hmm. keeps it, he keeps it in that time period. He appreciates fans when they come up to him and acknowledge that, and but he's never once he does it, he's he's done. And that's something that I actually I'm going to try to do with my career. Yeah, you know, he likes to claim he's the man of, uh, what is it, a thousand and one holds, and he got a thousand and one different versions of himself. It's, it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I big Jericho fan myself as well. So before you, before you actually started getting into training and stuff like that, did you actually know that there was an indie scene of wrestling that you would go and watch on a weekly basis, basis almost? I knew of indie wrestling, and I only went like once or twice to actual indie shows. I uh, 
I don't, I'm not, I didn't come up with money. I'm not saying that, you know, indie shows are expensive, but there wasn't a lot of, you know, disposable income when I was growing up. So I couldn't really go to shows, but, you know, I watch clips on YouTube or, you know, the early days of YouTube and you'll see that. And I was like, yes, I want to do that. I can at least make it on that level. I just didn't know there was a school until February. I think it was 29. It was just before COVID hit. I went to a UCW show and I saw the flyer and I was like, I'm in. <laughs> like, there it is. That's actually a perfect point to lead up to. I'm going to actually pass it over to Nick the Gooch right now as he talks about your transition into the ring. So now we, 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 we heard about how you found out and got into school. Well, who were your trainers and where at? Um, at first, my trainer was the Brooklyn Brawler, but I, he was only my trainer for like a cup of coffee because there was some, some, uh, you know, behind the scenes stuff that, you know, I won't discuss, you know, that went down between him and the company and he left. And then, uh, Rohit Raju came in from Impact and took over, and he is essentially the guy who trained me on all my fundamentals and my early character work. And I appreciate everything he's done for me so far. Nice, nice. Now walk us through uh, your first bump. My first bump, my first real bump in a ring. That was it was different, and it was it was harder than you know than I expected. But I was just you know I took it and it was just. <laughs> But as soon as I took, I got up and I did about six more just to get it out of my system. Now I don't yeah. even feel them. <laughs> we've asked we've asked that question before, and we've heard some some wrestlers say it's like a car crash almost for their first time taking that bump. Yeah, the day. Oh, um, at, oh sorry. Go ahead. No, you're go ahead. Uh, um, yeah, the first day I did bumps. The next day, I could not move. And I did about 40 bumps that day when I should only did about 10. But I was just so excited. Now, how excited were you about your first match? Uh, I was terrified. Um, I didn't. Be- I still don't think I'm ready. But I didn't think I was ready. But obviously they believed in me. And, and if they didn't think I was ready, I wouldn't have had it. And um, I don't really remember what my first match was. I know it was like a multi-man thing. Because when it comes to, to uh, like time, like I know I did them, but in what order always escapes me. That's just how my brain works. But my first singles match, I honestly can't remember who I faced, but I do remember it was probably terrible <laughs> because it was my first. But I was just didn't know what to do. But now I've honed my craft to where I at least look like I know what I'm doing. Um. Now, uh, we know you've wrestled for UCW, and you've said that you were just recently at uh, Metro Pro Wrestling. What are some other promotions that you've uh, been to or would like to be wrestling at? Um, right now, I am trying to get on Pure Pro Wrestling. I do a lot of work behind the scenes for them. I go down to the school when I can and help with what I know. You know, I only have limited knowledge because I'm only three years in, but I've noticed... Uh, you know, a lot of schools, they only teach the fundamentals. And that's fine. That's what you need is your fundamentals. And a lot of kids that I've no- that I've noticed, they're not grasping onto the, the storytelling. And that's not a dig at anybody, either teaching it or trying to comprehend it. 
it's just like like the why are you doing the big spot instead of just spot after spot after spot. And I'm not saying spot fests are bad. It's just not my cup of tea. Like Dusty Rhodes said, wrestling's a buffet. You need something for everybody. And I understand that. But for me, I want to tell that story. And I want to be able to tell that story with anybody. Because you can do three spots in a whole match, including a, a falsy, and nothing but filler and talking. And you can, it's like you just watched a five-star. <laughs> Now, in these three years that you've been wrestling, has there been any kind of titles, any singles, tags, anything I, like that? At UCW, I was the premier champion for a cup of coffee. That was, I think that was, that was one of the multi-man matches where I won it. And I still don't, I still feel like I shouldn't have had, I mean, I'm going to take whatever title, you know, anybody wants to put on me, but I still didn't feel like, like, why are you doing this? But I guess they see something in me that I don't. But that's the only title I've had so far. So we've heard a lot of mention of UCW just in these quick few minutes. Um, we've heard that there's been a little bit of controversy with you and them recently. It wouldn't be so, you know, super recent. Um, I'm going to try to not ruffle ruffle feathers. But on back in February of this year, I had a mental break. I went and got help. I came out. And when I went back, I viewed life completely differently. Like I didn't like I didn't like my place creatively there, and that's fine. And I felt the way that they treated Every everybody, but I mean, it was okay. It was it was good, but it just it it went from fun to like tense, and that's the that's the extent I'll I'll get into. Once it got super tense, and I didn't like where they had me had me going creatively, to where um <clears throat> trying not to dig myself a hole here, but. They wanted to put me under a hood, which I was cool with, because they asked me to do both. And then once I started going under the hood, they pulled me out and just kept the the mass character. And I was like, that you know, that's not what I want. But if that's what you want, I'll finish out my dates, and then I'll you know take my work elsewhere. I mean, there's not a whole lot that I'll say publicly because it's not really meant for in the public and not want to bash any names or burn any bridges but it is still a sore spot because of how everything went down and how they let me go really it still affects me to this day because they factored in my mental my mental illnesses and it just doesn't sit right with me. Now, will I go back and work for them? Absolutely. They're my home promotion. They haven't been running for a minute here, so if they want me to come back for when they come back, of course I'll go back. No hard, no hard feelings. But uh, that's probably the, the most I'll go into it, at least on a public platform. Oh, that's absolutely respectable. Um. 
just one more thing before I pass it over. Is there any kind of advice you would give to anybody just coming into the business, getting into the schooling to try and take care of themselves and, you know, to make sure their head is right in this business and uh, make sure they're not being taken advantage of in any sort of way? Always stand your ground and do not be afraid to say no. It doesn't matter if you're a day in or if you're 15 years in. If you don't feel comfortable doing it, don't do it. And don't let whatever school you go to, don't let them take advantage of you. As in, yes, there is paying your dues, but there's some places that take advantage of that and want you to do more for free. That's when you should stand up for yourself and your fellow students, if you can. And, you know, but try to keep everything professional and behind closed doors. Because not, as much as people love dirt sheets, I don't want my name anywhere near a dirt sheet. Closest thing I want my name printed on is either, you know, in, in Twitter or PWI. That's it. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. <clears throat> now, before, before you turn it over, I just want to say, um, Eddie does come on Edge of the Mind podcast. There's an episode out that he talks about his mental health. So if you want to learn about Eddie's um, mental health journey, you can go listen to that episode um, on this platform. So he definitely goes into the mental health that he um, he's went through. So that is a really, uh, a, a really good episode. If, if, if you want to learn more about Eddie in that way. All right, Nick, the good, sorry. I just wanted to throw that in oh. before we went forward. No, uh, <laughs> um, um, uh, when and why, since uh, since Dan's actually uh, already mentioned Handy Eddie's, um, when and why did you uh, start? Uh, Handy Eddie's is my is my business, and I essentially after after my stint in the uh, behavioral health, I decided to bet on myself uh, outside of wrestling and uh, start my own company because I was everywhere I worked. I had great pay, but there was like no work, no hours. Or it was kind of like, yeah, I make X amount, but I only work 10 hours a week, so it's not paying the bills. So I ventured out and got big, you know, big contracts, and now I'm my own boss. I actually have people who work under me to where I can make all these shows and still not lose money. It's great. <laughs> That's awesome being your own boss. Yes. Um, let's see. <clears throat> um, what's some of the stuff that, uh, your company covers? Uh, I do, um, professional, professional moving. I'll do it, you know, anywhere in the state and I do, uh, lawn care. I do not landscape. I just cut grass, you know, I'll edge and I'll do fall cleanup. And then I do commercial cleaning for like, you know, big box stores like Rite Aid and that kind of stuff. I just clean the floors. I did lawn service for many, many years. And you said the land, I, I hate, I hated doing landscaping. I couldn't tell you how many barrels of wood chips I've had to push and pull around that just makes you hate life. Yeah. I was like, I do not do that. I just cut grass. <laughs> well, do you know, I'm like, I can refer you to somebody, but I am not doing that. 
What kind of equipment are you rocking? You got the zero turn, or you just got the regular? No, I got. Mower? I still have. I have. I have two mowers. I have one rider and one push, and I actually inherited them from my my grandfather. I am starting to now turn a profit to where I can start putting money away to get me that zero turn, because I don't want to use my personal stuff any longer than I need to. Because once I get the zero turn, I can cut lawns all day. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So when did you actually start your business then? I started it in, I want to say, May of this year. May or June is when okay. I decided, you know, I was like, you know what? I've had enough, this is it. And so far it's working. What about snow removal with winter coming up? You gonna be working through winter or are you guys uh, just mainly grass and lawn care? I just do grass for the winter. I'm not doing snow because with my commercial cleaning, it's the it's the busy seasons in the winter. Mm. So I do the lawn and moving in the summer. I'll do moving year round, but lawn and moving is busier in the summer, and then it dies. You know, it's starting to die off right now. But my commercial cleaning is starting to pick right up, so I'm working consistently year round. Okay, very nice, man. Like I said, being your own boss is definitely badass. Yes, but uh, staying off. Of wrestling a little bit longer, we're gonna toss you over to the bird's nest with Jaybird here. All, All right. right, yeah, definitely. So I heard about the in ring, a little bit of you being your own boss. That's pretty sweet. But uh, what other hobbies do you have? You got any crazy hobbies or anything? Um, I play a lot of video games. I like to wrench on older cars. These newer cars are awful. And uh, I actually do my uh, my favorite thing to do is like. Film production or just video editing, like that's 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 my zen spot. That's really what gets my creative juices flowing. That's why I put out so many promos and so many stupid video, you know, stupid videos playing with angles and stuff like that. That's that's pretty much it. Other than hanging out with you know, my kids and just being a dad. Heck yeah! So uh, I I totally agree with you. I think the new cars are stupid nowadays the old cars are just so much nicer they're mm -hmm. simpler to work on easier to work on but are you like restoring restoring any new cars or anything or any uh, old cars uh right now i don't have any any cars i'm restoring i had a 83 trans am but i recently sold it just because i was sitting on it for a year and a half without touching it and i was like it's time to go i'm not gonna sit on something forever when somebody else can take it and do more to it Right, yeah, usually ends up becoming like a lawn decoration or just exactly just sitting in, in my garage. garage. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, what about uh, what's your go-to video game? My go-to video game, uh, right now is Madden. I love Madden. Every every year when it comes out, I play the whole the whole franchise mode. It's the only way the Lions will ever go to the Super Bowl is if I'm holding the controller. <laughs> Been there plenty of times, my man. <laughs> Every year, undefeated. And but I play more role-playing games like the Final Fantasy series, the Assassin's Creed series, yeah. and uh, my my leisure games are either The Sims or GTA Five Online. That's mainly what I play. Which was your um favorite uh, Assassin's Creed? My favorite Assassin's Creed is uh, Black Flag. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big, I'm a big pirate mark for some weird reason. 
Well, you got the mustache going, man. In the yeah, I'm trying. There too. That's about all I got. It's the Joe Dirt. Just grows in here all white trashy. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I say that, too, all the time, man. Just grows in white trash like that. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, you uh, do the video editing. Do you just, like, do you video edit for other people or anything like that? Or do you just I've... mainly stick to your promos? Right now, I just do mine. I've told people I'll do, you know, I'll do theirs, but nobody's reached out to me yet. So hopefully, you know, once people know that I do my own, which I, I thought I told people, I, I forget things all the time. But once people figure out that I do it myself, maybe they'll want me to, to do it. I'm open to it. It would help me, and it would help them too, putting everything together. Oh yeah, definitely, absolutely. Well, you. Any, anybody listening, any wrestlers out there, hit Eddie up, man. Got some good video editing going on. Well, hell yeah. Um, are you a PC guy or a console guy? PC for sure. The only PC. console I have is, is a PlayStation console just for the exclusives. This PC, you can get the you can get the Microsoft exclusives, but PC is where where it's at for me. <laughs> well, that's at least you got the good console out of the bunch too. PlayStation's yes. where it's at too. They have a lot, of, a lot of their exclusives is what I usually play. So I'm not on my PC as much, but it's not an exclusive and I have it on my PC. Hell yeah, hell yeah. What about the? Did you see the Assassin's Creed movie? Yes. What I did, did you think about the, that? I thought it was an interesting take. I uh, when I went to see it. I took my then wife with me and she asked me all the questions, which was fine because she see me play the games and she was asking, you know, because she was she was a, a avid book reader and then she'd read a book. We go see the movie. I don't read. And I'd be like, all right, how close was it? And that's essentially what she did to me. <laughs> I like their twist on it. But I feel. Since it di- didn't resemble the video game. That's why a lot of people don't like it. I loved it because it's mm-hmm. a movie. It's not supposed to be like the video game. But on my take, I loved it. There won't be a second one because I actually think it lost money. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was decent. You know, I did think, hope that it was going to play more into the video games of it. But, you know, it's a movie. They did what they want with it. And at least it had, you know, stuff from the games in it, you know? Yeah. Kind of like how Uncharted got. I don't know if you've seen the Uncharted movie or played I have those not games. yet. I played the games. I haven't seen the movie uh, yet. Uh, it got bad rap because it didn't. It did the same thing. It didn't follow exactly the game, but it had stuff from the game in it. I thought it was great. Like you should definitely check it out if you get the time. It's a good movie. I think with the Assassin's Creed movie, if they would have followed the Desmond storyline from Assassin's Creed One to the end of Three, mm. the original trilogy. It would have made money. I'm not saying yeah. go go move by move by the video game, but just that plot. It would have resonated with all the gamers. That's just my take. Oh, yeah, and that's where they were. That's where they needed to hit the to make their money back on that one for sure. Was the gamers? It wasn't just the hey, come check out this movie. <clears throat> yeah. Well, Eddie, we want to thank you so much for your time hanging out with us today. But before we let you go, can you let us know how we can find? Your uh, handy handy Eddie's, where we can find you yourself, to where we can follow your wrestling schedule, where you're gonna be at, where where can people find you at? 
for my wrestling stuff, all my uh, handles are the same. It's I am Eddie Dillon, and that's on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I think that's it for that. And then YouTube is just Eddie Dillon, and Facebook is just, you know, Eddie Dillon. And then Handy Eddie's, there's a Facebook page for it. Uh, there's I'm on Instagram with that. That's Handy Eddie's 989. And all the information for the business is on those sites. I can't think of all everything off the top of my head for that. But yeah, that's the way you can find me either way. Where uh, can the people see you wrestling next? What's your upcoming shows that you uh, got? My, up, my upcoming shows as of this recording is uh, November 19th. I'll be at Capital Pro Wrestling in uh, Lansing at the Pledge. And then November 26th, I'll be at Grizzly Pro uh, facing Davison Sarai for, the, for a contract to continue working at Grizzly Pro. And in December, I will be in Flint with PPW and I'll win for PPW. That's December 3rd and December 10th. I can't remember which one comes first, which city. So I apologize for that. I'll be at both shows. No, that's awesome. And random question of the day. What's your favorite food at Thanksgiving? Favorite food at Thanksgiving? Have to be the mac and cheese, only because I make it a specific way. Everybody who's had my mac and cheese can vouch for me. It's one of the best mac. I'm not saying it's the best, but it's one of the best mac and cheeses that anybody's had that they've told me. Unless they're just being nice to my face. But yeah, I just love I just love mac and cheese. I I can eat it all day, every day. That's awesome. Now my mouth's watering and I'm starving because I love mac and cheese myself. <laughs> But, Eddie, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come and hang out with us, open up about your life and your career in wrestling, and getting to let the people know you a little bit better, man. We'll have you down, We'll have you come back on a little bit down the road, you know, have a couple more titles around your waist at that point in time. We'll be all good, Eddie. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, thank you, guys. Have a great one, man. We appreciate you. You too. Man, what a great guy! That that was a, that was a good that was a good conversation, man. Great guy, um, Gooch. How was his uh match there that he had at uh, Metro over the weekend? This in the scramble skis. The scrambles. I mean, it's hard to tell with how many people they actually had in the the scramble. It was like they had the entire locker room in the ring at like all that. at the same time. And like you know, we had we had conversated about it earlier. The the whole lumberjack match. It was another pretty chaotic chaotic scene. You know, we had uh, Jason Hotch versus uh, Jordan's favorite buddy, Tommy Vendetta. And <laughs> like I said, it was just weird. You know, I you pull out the entire locker room for a lumberjack match, but you have the two competitors take out all the lumberjacks. It was kind of cool how they did it. Yeah. But I wanted to see a lumberjack match, you know, speaking of lumberjack matches, we were having a discussion about lumberjack. Match. And you know, it's funny because me and Brokowski have been having this talk for the last couple of weeks. 
I had brought sure. it up. I'm like, we haven't seen like a real lumberjack match in a long time. We were trying to think, and we might have seen one at PWAS during the COVID era, era when PWAS was good. Um, and that was probably the last one. I really want to see a lumberjack match. And on top of that, I want to see a deathmatch lumberjack match. That's something I really want to see. I want to mark off the list that I've, that I've seen. I would definitely be interested in seeing that myself. Dude, hell no, yeah. That'd be dope as shit. Like the lumberjacks being able to use glass tubes and stuff on you. Like that would be dope. They're all outside lining the ring with like fucking barbed wire bags. Right. Yeah. Glass tubes. You know, fucking tiki torches. Whatever. Lit on fire. You know, it's like we, we don't get to see the lumberjack match very often, which is good. It's not something that you want to keep doing over and over and over again. Right. Yeah, you, could, you know. Yeah, definitely. But like a death match lumberjack match, who could say they've even seen that? And if you have, our listeners, if any of you listeners have, send us a link because I want to watch this if it's ever happened before. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. Yeah, another one like the Lumberjack match. Like you said, you don't want to oversaturate it, but like the dog collar match, that's another one you don't want to oversaturate. You, you, you want it to keep its special place. So like the Lumberjack match, you don't want it used all the time. You want it to be special. Yeah, definitely. I'd like to see another dog collar match too. I like that when they use that to end a rivalry. Like that's that's when you need to use it. It's right. Like when you hear a dog collar match, you're like, oh man, shit's gonna be nitty and gritty, down and dirty. <clears throat> but a lumberjack death match would be dope as shit, man. I'm gonna be dreaming about that now. It's been plugged, it's out there in the world. Someone make that shit happen. RPW, let's go. Okay. <laughs> Look, we're just laying it up for you. We're giving you the alley. You got to oop you know it. Saying? Somebody we're like oop it. Got, we're the Kobe here. We're just alley and ooping it up. Like Big Cat said, check that shit down and dunk that shit. That's money in the bank. Now, I know that's another gimmick match. <laughs> Dude, it literally took a second for me to register. I tell him, like, wait a minute, what'd he say? Oh, What's in the box? Yeah. What's in the box? What's in the box? Hey. It's a contract. What's in the box? That was a good night. Oh. That was a good night. Jaybird and Atticus. Uh, uh, I wish I would have had that exchange recorded. That shit was hilarious. He was so irritated by Jaybird. It was so funny. He's so like, it's that- a fucking contract. What do you think it is? And so was that guy that was sitting in front of Jaybird. He was so pissed at Jaybird. The dude wearing his sunglasses inside of dark ass Harpos. Yeah. It- oh he-, he was looking at us like we were weird. Like, come on. Unibomber, <laughs> chill the fuck out. He gave Jordan the stink eye, dude, because Jordan said, what's in the box 17 times in a row? <laughs> I think he was I'm going to go out and, and guess. Jordan was probably hammered at this point. Oh, Shit-faced. Shit-faced. I was fucking drunk at that point. I was just talking about it the other day, you know, and, and uh, the, the memory got brought up of Jordan missing his chair going to sit down. <laughs> 
man. Jordan had a good time at the Harpo there, show. There's a wall behind me, too, so it's not like my chair could have moved behind me. It's just I totally and utterly completely <laughs> missed it. Like, like I'm just oh, staying. I just remember standing there watching, and then all you hear is a thunk and Jordan's on the ground. There's a picture I, that I just recently saw that I hadn't seen at all, but I was a little not all together before the show started. <laughs> but we were tailgating outside Harpo's. <laughs> we tailgate outside of Harpo's. Um, it was all of us sitting in the back of the of of uh, Brokowski's uh, car, and Jordan sitting on my lap, and we were both we were both pretty uh, we were both pretty inebriated at that point for different reasons, but uh, but yeah, that was a fun night. Thirty Kyle's car before the show even started. Right, right. That was a good one. Oh, oh, God. Me, Bird, and Big Cass put down a case of beer before, the, like, I think an hour before doors even opened. We I, at that like point, already hours, did we not. We were there before most of the talent. I didn't even. out in the parking lot drinking. I didn't even know what was going on once we got there and, and, and you guys started drinking. I was already. Uh, yeah, I was, was trash. And then once I got in, I forgot how much I drank. And then I started drinking some more because we were inside. Yeah, <laughs> and it just escalated. It just you were over there from there. You were over there standing like Mr. Burns next to fucking Uncle Ned. Because <laughs> I was trying to duck down for all the people behind me. Because <laughs> you guys got yelled at for holding holding the signs in front of the hard cam. Oh yeah, I don't even remember that. I literally, I a hundred percent don't remember that part. You just, you didn't do it a whole lot, but you got, you were the one that got caught doing it right when you went over there, and you looked uh, so guilty. You were like, "That's <laughs> <laughs> because I'm trying. I don't want to get in the way. I hate that when I'm here in the yeah. way." Yeah, oh, I know yeah. what it's like being a tall person. I know what it's like to be stuck behind a tall person, and it's like that shit's fucking annoying. So I feel it bad for is. everybody behind me, like. It's like, sorry, dude. I'll try and duck a little bit. That's why I love when there's no one behind us and you get the back seats. Cause like, I stand yeah. at most shows, honestly. That, exactly, yeah. You just want to stand. Then you could be like, sorry. You're SOL. That was a good Well, I think we can go into the ad read if uh, you're up for it, Dan. Yeah, yeah we can do that. We can do that. Um... For everything Pro Wrestling Edge, you can find us on social media at PWEpod. And then also our website, PWEpod.com, for all the episodes to Pro Wrestling Edge, to Talking Sports, and the most recent season of Edge of the Mind is on there as well. Um, for um, our partners and sponsors, we have Rue Psychedelics. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Rue Psychedelics. The link to the Etsy store will be in the in the description of this episode and when it's posted, uh, Whirlwind Productions Detroit. If you're looking for any podcast production work or voiceover work, you can reach out to them on Facebook and Instagram at Whirlwind Productions DET or email them at Whirlwind Productions DET at gmail.com. Uh, Brain Jerk Entertainment, um, you can find them at brainjerk.com. They do so much great stuff. They're so much more than a podcast, they put on events. And everything. It's Brain Jerk Entertainment Company on Facebook, Brain Jerk Entertainment on all other social media platforms Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, you name it. You can find them at Brain Jerk Entertainment. Um, 
Jaquist Photography. You can find Ronnie on Facebook and TikTok um, for any photography needs at Jaquist Photography. That's J-A-Q-U-I-S. And then it's Ronnie Jaquist on Instagram. It's horror underscore style on um, Twitter. Um, if you're looking for any graphic design work and you're looking for reasonable prices and quick turnaround times, reach out to Tony Garrix at Graphics by Garrix on Facebook. Um, he does great work. He did our uh, graphic for our 200th episode. He just did a graphic that you're going to see soon for our wrestler of the year. So um, check out Tony Garrix at Graphics by Garrix for all your um, graphic designs. Um, we talked about Handy Eddie's uh, with when we had Eddie Dillon on. The phone number to reach him at is 989-901-1855. You can do that by text or call. He gives free estimates and he's fully insured. So reach out to him. Some of the upcoming shows that we're going to be at, uh, Combat 1, Round 2, that'll take place Wednesday, December 28th. At, uh, doors open at 645, bell time 715. That is at the Elite Sportsplex in Waterford. If you missed uh, We Are One, you missed a hell of a show. Um, the match that they announced right off the get-go, uh, Mason Dixon line will go to war with Midwest Gum in a hockey town street fight. Darren McCarty will be the special guest enforcer for that. Um, RPW, Death Right, on November 26th. Uh, it's in uh, maybe Michigan. Um, find them at Ruthless Pro Wrestling on Facebook. Uh, the page, the event page is there. You can find it. Uh, we'll actually have Chris on next week to talk about this show. Um, so stay tuned for that. They did announce Randy Westby defend the title against Mickey Knuckles, the, all the Rust Belt. Um, and then the other show that we're talking about, which will be joined here shortly, um, Flop House and Paradigm Pro. Uh, is putting on uh, Booza Palooza this Sunday, November 20th at um, the Indiana City Brewing Company. That is an awesome venue for wrestling. We we love we, uh, we love going to that venue. It's great. Um, Brokowski and I was there for the two-year anniversary show, and that was great. And they announced uh, Randy West will be going up against Casanova Valentine in a... I don't even know what the stipulation of there's some kind of stipulation for it, but Randy West and uh, Casano Valentine, he's making his debut at, uh, I believe it's his debut for flop house. So check that out. Um, yeah, that's everybody. Bukowski was up. Well, we got a few minutes for our next guest comes on and, before we start getting into Flophouse and Paradigm, you just recently brought up. It's crazy to think we're in our last month for Wrestler of the Month. That means next month we about to be doing the semifinals and stuff, and it's crazy. Right, right. It's going to be uh, – we're going to be crowning a PWE Wrestler of the Year. Well, our fans will be voting, our <clears throat> listeners will be voting for uh, PWE Wrestler of the Year. Um, in December, so it's exciting stuff. We're approaching uh, the end is coming, the end's near. So, uh, what, what's the tally count on wins, boys? I was just reading that, and Dan is in the lead four to three. Me and Gooch alone in the closet, ain't nothing happening. 
Yeah. We're just all alone. It's some bullshit. Yeah. We can't get a win to save our life. I hope. I hope that one of us pulls a win off this 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 month because I know not, I got a winner. Not to say who is nominating who yet, but uh, there are a couple strong candidates and uh, Jaybird. Jaybird might life. have a ringer this month. I don't know, but Jayberg might have uh, have the inside to tie me up. Ooh, that sounds dirty. Yeah, <laughs> Ooh, I'll tie you up, all right. <laughs> but then we had a tie in August, so unless we have a tie this month, um, the overall vote getter will get a bye to the finals. So we'll and see. Speaking if- of that, that's your last month's winner. As of right now, yeah. Well, as of right now, we don't know. Uh, right, the, yeah, uh, we still got one more month. The uh, November winner could um, could get more votes than him. But as of right now, yeah, looking like it might be Tim Strap Jesus getting a buy of the finals. But we'll see after November. Um, Actually, goes we'll on. see after next week when we release yeah. the nominees. Yeah, we do our nominees next week. That'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah. I think we're going to start with 50, and after next or after two weeks from now, we'll be down to 11. Well, if we have a tie this month, we'll be down to 12. It's crazy. And thank you to everybody that, you know, we had reached out to the talent wise right. for getting back to us and being involved. Uh, I know Good myself, thanks. and I'm sure you guys. You know, when people hear about these things and they message you back, they think it's a pretty cool idea and they enjoy it and they're pretty happy to participate. And then, you know, thank you to all the fans, the listeners, fans of these guys, everybody voting consistently every month. We had votes. Uh, a lot of the same people would vote. Thank you. Because then now we know we know who really listens. <laughs> and, you know, and then I want to say thank you to Whirlwind Productions laying down them those sweet ass intros for each one you know yeah and then you know our dog sea dog sea rock -Rock. bc yeah hey putting together all those tiktok videos for us and stuff like that you guys have been a big part of this uh production of it without a doubt it's been pretty cool you know it definitely definitely turned out a lot better and what uh, it sounded like when we were talking. Uh, for, for an idea that just kind of sprung up for us, you know, because yeah, we, like, we put it together. We wanted to make it spicy. You know, we wanted to bring something new. So, you know, we put some some high quality H2O in it. Right. You know, maybe we'll come up with something good next year. You know, we're not going to continue the wrestler of the month thing. Um, pretty much most of our people are locally to the Midwest that listen to us. And it's, you know, if we expand out, people aren't going to know who they are. So maybe we'll try something new. We're going to try something new for maybe for our fans to, fans to vote on. And yeah, we'll 20, do, we'll, we'll do something that's fan interactive. 2023 would be a uh, something new, different, but fun. Always about the fun. Cause that's what it's all about. And we'll be bringing hot new headlines to you. Right. And again, get us a uh, last minute. Get us some pictures of you and your PWE gear. Right. You, you at shows with us, pictures with us. You know, or you just want to send us a picture, throw it in there. If you're just a good friend of ours, or you just love us, a fan, send us. A picture. We're putting something together nice for the end of the year. 
Yeah, even if you Try listen, it. send a picture. Try even it. if it's your promo pick. If you listen, send that shit in. We'll put it in there with us. It's all about the fans. Because without you guys, we'd just be talking to ourselves. Yeah, it's, I mean, we only have a couple of weeks, so you'll be hearing our voices. You know, and then we're going to take our little holiday break. The old winter break. We'll still have our live shows that we set up at and do that we're putting out yeah. during that time. So you'll still hear us. It just won't be current. It'll Fresh. be from past shows that we did. And um, me and Jaber got a little bit of a longer. I think we'll be back for only like two episodes. And then we're bouncing out again for two weeks. We might do three. It might be three. But yeah, we're definitely bouncing out. Yeah, y'all going back to leaving. Florida, huh? No, Hell we're going no. to Hawaii, bud. We're going, going to Hawaii. Hawaii. Fuck you guys. Right. Gonna right. go get laid. And like, I do. I'm literally. I've already cited it. If I don't get laid as soon as I get off of the plane, it's gonna be a total letdown. I mean, that's bad. That's bad service if you don't get laid when you get off the plane in Hawaii. The guy should go I check out the show. When are you guys going that's out there? I'm, sh- I'm sure there's something out there in Hawaii. Oh, dude, we're, we're going to that. We've already talked about that. Like, we're going to try and talk to some locals, whatever, see if we can't find some kind of a wrestling show or ha- even if we can go into a training session. I mean, obviously not in the training session, but like Dan did at uh, House of Truth, go there and just watch and interact with other people. Uh, and see how wrestling is in Hawaii. I mean, yeah, it's part of the U.S., but I mean, technically, it's kind of out of country. I mean, it's in an island in the middle of the ocean. Like, literally. And and there's a lot of history there, too. I mean, I don't know if any of that stuff is there, but I mean, like, you know, look at the bloodline. Their whole family's from Hawaii. I don't think it's the same island we're going to, but, you know... We are which, one. Which, which island did Sami Zayn come from? <laughs> island of relevancy. Hilo, the island Hilo. of New Jersey. He's <laughs> he's the he's the island of honorary. Man, he about to be full blooded soon. They about to kick Jay so, out. So so you know what's funny about about we don't talk about the stuff on TV much, but like. We talked a little bit about it with Eddie on how we were just so disappointed in Punk's run in AEW. MJF had this awesome return that night, and it was overshadowed by that. And then just like two weeks later, WWE put that return to shame when Bray Wyatt came back. It's like, fuck. MJF couldn't get a break. He, he got screwed that night with, with outside stuff, you know, being talked about more than his return and then uh and then bray wyatt's return kind of blew mjf's out of the water dude that new his new entrance song is fire though i don't know who he is yet but you talking about bray wyatt awesome yeah bray wyatt i think his entrance too the luke harper door tribute golden Right, right. Could walk out a little bit quicker, but hey, you know, you don't tell the Undertaker to speed up. So that's right. Well, Bray Wyatt's no Undertaker though. So get your ass out there. Bray Wyatt's my boy. I love that dude. That's right there. That's that's one of the biggest regrets I ever had with Comic Cons was not meeting the Wyatt family when I was there. 
but that was back when poor Josh was going. Right. So I couldn't afford it. But is now it, isn't poor Josh still around? Yes. <laughs> so isn't poor Josh still around? Yeah, but now I would pay for it. Right. I would have got it now. I could afford I couldn't afford it back then. I could barely afford the ticket getting in. Hell, actually, the one that we were at, I didn't even pay for my ticket. Jaybird took me for my birthday. That was the one we went to Indiana for it. Drove three fucking hours. Yeah, that was in Columbus. I didn't I didn't get to get their autographs, but I was like five feet away from Bray Luke and Eric. <clears throat> yeah, yeah now they got now they got Bray Wyatt about to have maybe his first match with LA Knight. Uh, that's gonna be golden. Those two guys on the mic, those two guys can tell a story. it's a weird pairing, but but uh that's why it's so cool. But yeah, so we're having a little technical difficulties with our guests. So let's just get right into talking about Booza Palooza. And if they're able to join or Beer Palooza, they're able to join, they will. Uh, but we're having some technical difficulties with them. So, um, Josh, go ahead and take it. Uh, you know, as always, you know, we never made it to a paradigm show, but I definitely, that's definitely on the list for us to hit because. I believe it's like right down the street, a couple blocks away from the Indiana City Brewing Company, the home of Flophouse. So Flophouse gets home turf in this street fight, y'all. But the cool thing about it is there's a lot of people that's really don't know, which, as always, is one of my favorite things to do. I am kind of upset that we're not going, but of course, there's a lot of stuff going on. Can't make every every show. It's a busy month but, for all of us. Man, they got uh, Alex Kane's going to be returning. We just seen him recently at uh, Flophouse, I think, two, two, three months ago, something like that around there. It was the April show, I believe. A little bit longer than two or three, but that's okay. But he's <laughs> taking on Ryan Clark, you know, uh, a guy that I really don't know too much about. Dan, do you know I do anything not. about Ryan? Anyone else? No. I know he's going to have his hands full of taking on Alex Kane because Alex Kane's one big motherfucker. That's All I know sure. is when Schwartzy came up to us beforehand because that was the match we were sponsoring. He's like, oh, just so you guys know, Alex Kane's in that match. I'm like, what? We get to see Alex Kane? That was that was pretty badass. Yeah, that's right. He came in as a surprise. And do you know what you the UWFI rules are supposed to be? That's the stipulation for the match. I really... I'm going to look them up really quick because, like, I, I have an idea, but I don't know them specifically to quote them right now and put out there. But it's a little bit more of, like, an extreme rule. Like, you're only allowed X amount of rope breaks. Uh, and it's more – it's it's tough because I've seen Hoodfoot and Isaiah Bronner have one of these matches at Paradigm Pro. Yeah. UWFI rules. And well, I, be- just- I believe that was the match that Isaiah re-tore or re-ruptured his Achilles. And he wrestled Hoodfoot with a with a torn or ruptured Achilles. That was fucking amazing. Um, do we know if Carver is cleared and will be on this card? Uh, last that I seen, they actually it's um, the Carver was still still gonna be there, but uh, Bobby Beverly, the Bob's not gonna be there. They replaced him with someone we're very familiar with. Josh Crane's going to be coming in, Mr. Danger. And actually, I think challenged the Carver for the Brass Knuckle Championship or the 
The Bryce Luggle Championship's on the line. I'm sorry on that. I don't know who the champions are or if they're just out there. Big Kaz could possibly be correcting me here. No, I'm not. I'm not sure about the champions, but I did find the rules really quickly. I was just okay. Waiting. Cool, Ryan. I want to hear. I was these. putting my letting you know that I, I found something. So, the overview of the UWFI rules in the simplest terms: fights may end via knockout, which is a ten count, a TKO, referee stoppage, submission, or by points. There are no pinfalls, no disqualifications, no countouts, no time limits. Every fight must have a winner. That's nice. pretty badass. I like that set of rules. They actually got two mad two UWFI match rule matches at night. Lobo Okum Okami, I think it's pronounced, is taking on Brutus Dillon. You know, two guys I'm not familiar with, but just hearing from the rules and then seeing the poster for these two guys on it, somebody's gonna get knocked the fuck out of that match because these two guys look like two giants. That are going to be standing in the ring. Um, we also are going to have the MWT.com championship chain seasons beatings match, which I'm going to kind of hint around to maybe a chain match or at least chains will be involved. And in that one, we got PWE's boy Hoodfoot is going to be taking on Ron Mathis and Jeffrey John. Mm-hmm. Ron Mathis kind of sounds familiar. Yeah, that should be a good one. Yeah, I don't know if it's a chain instead of a strap. But, yeah, that should be a good one. Anything anything Hoodfoot's involved with, you know, is going to be good. And brutal. Right. The Flophouse number one contender six-pack challenge match got a cast full of characters <clears throat> you got Satu, zodiac the meyer pound town gg jacobs sage phillips and mickey knuckles all in one match wow winner gets the number one contender shot for the flop house title i'm it you got a former flop house champion in zodiac Mickey has challenged for the Flophouse title a couple times in, like, triple threats and stuff like that. To my knowledge, as I remember, possibly. Sad, too. Just the fucking badass, Majin badass that he is. <clears throat> I love Sad, too, Jen. I'm a big fan of his. And same thing with Sage Phillips. Sage Phillips coming in with the technicality. I mean, you got... Mickey and Sad Two, I would say, would be the the brutes and the dangerous ones. Zodiac and Sage, I would say, would be the technical ones. And then, of course, you got to give the wild card to Gigi on that one. <clears throat> are we gonna pick these flop house matches on who we are? We gonna predict them on who we think's gonna win? I think we should at least for the number one contender right now. So I can tell you right now. Sage Phillips is is never going to get my pick. Um, he, uh, yeah, he's. I, I I didn't like what he did last show, um, in his match with TJ. So, um, yeah, 
no Sage Phillips. Um, I think Mickey Knuckles is taking this one. That would be my prediction. What about you, Jaybird? Honestly, Mickey is always a good, always a good choice. You can usually never go wrong with that. But um, honestly, I'll go with them. Going with Pound Town. GD Jacobs, all right. Yeah. I think uh, I think he's gonna take uh Mickey to Pound Town. Show her how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, which is great. a day which is a dangerous situation. You gotta admit the best promo was when he had his match with Thunder Kitty and he was said that he was gonna take Kitty to Pound Town. <laughs> that was great. Queen's gonna win Gooch. I'm saying inside too. Because I have to agree with uh Daniel Mack here, man. I think Mickey like you said before, we were there when it was her, Hoodfoot, and Justin Kyle. Thought she was going to take it then. <clears throat> I don't know, man. She's just tough. <laughs> like, <laughs> she is broad. You just That's can't. An like, it's, it's, man. it's literally, it's so hard to bet against her. Yeah. You know? So, especially in that match. You know, Zodiac is a former champion, man. He's probably got that dog in him. He's got that – he's probably pissed losing it to Uncle Z- Q, man. Zodiac's so, a badass. I mean, My pick's still Mickey, but honestly, who knows? What about you, Brokowski? You know, it's a tough decision. Tough decision. Because I really like Sad 2 in this match, but – Deep down inside me is saying that somehow, some way, JG Jacobs is going to walk away with the W in this match. You know, just because he's just, uh, just the wild card, baby, the wild card. So, as much as I don't like Sage Phillips, I think Sage Phillips and Apollo would be an amazing match. Um, true that, true that. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Maybe they have because they've both been around the business a long time. But have we seen a one-on-one match with Apollo and Mickey? I don't know if we've seen that. Nah. That would be interesting. I don't know. We haven't seen it, but I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Yeah. I'm sure multi-person matches, but I don't know if we've seen a one-on-one. So that would be I like the ring wizard. Sage Phillips is dope. (sighs) I'm not with happy with Sage Phillips solid. after the two-year anniversary show, so I don't want Sage Phillips to win. And speaking of Uncle Q, he'll be defending that Flop House title against Jordan Blade. Somebody I'm not too familiar with again, um, but I'm sure it's going to be a great match where Uncle Q is bringing the title back home. <sighs> And the match that I'm mostly kicking myself in the ass for that I would honestly love to see, and I'm so upset that I'm not going to be there, is the death match between Randy West and Casanova Valentine. I can't even pick a winner on that one, and I won't. I won't. Two two favorites in that match there. I really wish I could be there for it. Oh, man, this is going to be a good one. Um... Just a bloodbath. 
Yeah, it's just blood, bad, blood, blood, bad, bad. You know, we've seen Casanova in a one-on-one match with Chuck. We saw Casanova and Hoodfoot team up. We saw Casanova in the body count battle at at Harpo's. We've also seen him fight Justin Kyle in a bar. You've seen mm-hmm. you guys saw him fight Justin Kyle in a bar. And he is the the I don't care what anybody says he's the king of no ring death matches in the bars i just i love randy what this is gonna be a tough tough one for her you know i'm so torn i i don't i think i might go the brokowski route and i'm not picking this one is anyone gonna pick this one i don't i don't think we, we really I'm picking can. randy you're picking randy okay i love randy i'm picking randy I think Randy is taking it too. Jaybird. Yeah, I mean, it's Randy West, man. She's the toughest broad on the business. I just, yeah, uh, this is gonna be a good one. And it's like, not a bar brawl neither. So I no, feel like she's but got this a, a is like this is like that one match. Like I'm so disappointed, like Brokowski, that we're not gonna be there because this is yeah, that one sucks. match where like you want to be there for. You want to mm-hmm. see Casanova Valentine versus Randy West. It's going to be a good one. It's definitely going to be a good one. And so. it's at the Indiana City Brewing Company where you can get some good brews, good beer there. I'm sure they'll have. I'm sure they'll have the food trucks. Um, you know, I didn't get the food truck the last time. Oh no, we. No. I I shared a big cast. No, last time it was just me and you and C-Rock. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of old wrestling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we... uh, Yeah, you did get... I believe you did get food at the two-year anniversary. No, I brought my own that trip. That's right. We brought our own. It didn't make sense. I bought shit at every gas station we stopped at. So it completely defeated the purpose of bringing my own food with me. Yeah, we were like, all right, we're going to (laughs) go. We're going to bring our own food. You know, as much as we love Merkel, it's just me and Brokowski. We didn't want to. I mean, there's only so much. We, all right. Just like at the gas station, forgetting C-Rock was in the back seat. There. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I I was driving off and leaving C-Rock at the gas station. again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Legit, I started to like go. He's down in the car. And Josh was drive, freaking out. He's like, said, all right, let's go. He's like, Dan, where are you like, going? Bro, where are you going? There's no C-Rock. C-Rock's so, still in the gas station. So, oh, of like, course. Since you, since you moved, we might as well go to a different parking spot. Let's hide from him. With them. So we hide from him. We see him come out of the gas station. He's walking towards where we were parked, and he you stops. He just, that, that little walk he's got. And he just froze. I wasn't there. And he just kind of looked one way. He looked the other way and he put his head down like, fuck. <laughs> How many times have we said we're going to leave him somewhere on these trips? He legitimately thought he was left on this one. You guys didn't. It wasn't a. <laughs> I legitimately was like pulling out to leave. And Josh is like, what are you doing? Like, There's no C-Rock. I looked in the back seat like, hey, hey. <laughs> right. Oh, you know, there's only so much 
you know, making fun we can do of Sea Rock on those trips. Uh, it was a good time. He's going to end up losing his shit on you guys one of these times. Dude, he absolutely loves it. He loves it. <laughs> he loves it. He, he likes it rough. He likes he, it rough. Well, he likes a little more than rough, as he, as he explained to me and Josh, but we, we won't go into that. Yeah, we, uh, we won't go into that. That's for uh, that. a, a special Love episode on Jordan's OnlyFans page. Right. It's a good part right. still on us how to take a joke and have fun in life. That's right. That's right. Shout out to him. But I think that's a good point to end on. Don't forget, Eddie Dillon, reach out to him if you need some handiwork, lawn care service done, moving, uh, cleaning service. Uh, reach out to Handy Eddie's. Don't forget, this Sunday, November 20th, Flophouse and Paradigm is presenting Bear Palooza at the Indiana City Brewing Company. Doors are at four, bell time five. You can get pre-sale tickets right now for 15 bucks. Or you can get them at the door the day of for 20. Peace and love. Pro Wrestling Edge would like to thank our partners. Whirlwind Productions Detroit. Rouge Psychedelics. And our sponsors. Brain Jerk Entertainment. Jayquist. Photography. Welcome to the new beginning.